This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we are going to talk about being judgmental and how that um, starts and how you can stop it. So uh, before we get to that, please do subscribe. The next one will be subscriber. The previous one was subscriber about when your wife doesn't care that you fix stuff around the house. Um, But that one goes more into class and money and all sorts of things that you um, should think about if you're in a relationship, which most people listening to this are or want to be. There's always a larger social context in addition to a psychological context behind a lot of variables that you may struggle with within your intimate relationship. So anyway, moving on to today, as you saw in the description, I was going to go into a case study and the case study is me and um, my daughter, uh, I was talking about TikTok and, you know, I'm always looking for ways to grow my business, as you notice, because you're listening to this podcast Um, (laughs) and this was a way to grow my business, which has actually done okay. And um, it's interesting because I initially didn't want to do podcasts either because I don't listen to podcasts. Like I don't have time to do that. Um, And I know people say they listen to it all these other sorts of times. I think it's my job because I talk to people all day. So if I have to listen to somebody else talking to me, it's I can't. So, um, (laughs) but I don't listen to them. So I kind of thought they were stupid. So then I, I didn't do them, even though people kept asking me to do podcasts. And then one day I was like, well, if people keep asking me to do it, I guess I have to do it because that's stupid. You know, I mean, that's like a thing people are saying they want, and then I'm not delivering it just because I think it's stupid. Well, who cares? So, um, but you know, so I did podcasts and seems to be going well, but then the next frontier are the social media platforms that I feel are too young. And so I was saying to my husband in the car, you know, like people have said to do TikToks, but which is true. And, um, but I don't know, I feel like TikTok is too young of a platform. Like older people, like wouldn't be that good on TikTok. And then my daughter was listening, and she was like, "Why?" And I was like, "Well, I don't know, you know, because TikTok is a young platform, (laughs) you know, because it is, and because that's what I think. And you know, if you're a parent, obviously say shit like this because you don't want to have to think terribly deeply about your thoughts and what you're projecting because you have like 20 million other things to do, like get home and deal with all their other shit. But, (laughs) but what I was thinking about about that exchange is that that was pretty close-minded because I don't really have a reason. There are people my age on TikTok, it seems there are psychologists on TikTok and people tell me they watch TikTok. So it was kind of a stupid thing to say for me because all it means is I don't feel comfortable immediately doing TikTok. So I'm going to judge TikTok. So is that really who I want to be as a parent? No, it isn't. So then I had to do TikTok. So uh, follow me on TikTok. (laughs) 
<laughs> but um <laughs> and uh hopefully I I will get enough followers that I do think it was a good idea to go on TikTok. But anyway, it's a good idea because honestly, you don't want to just say some reactionary closed-minded shit to your kids about really any topic because if you say it about something like TikTok, you'll also say it about their political beliefs later on or what they choose to do for a career or whether or not and when they choose to have children or whatever else and I've written a lot and and talked in my podcast about when you don't agree with things that your kids believe in that's one of my podcasts and this leads to a lot of problems I'm a family therapist as well and it leads to a lot of estrangement I work with estranged parents from adult children and um, it's always because the parent was judgmental that's like literally always what it is and you can't say all right well, I just won't be judgmental about anything my kids decides to do later on. But currently, I don't really want to interrogate why and whether and how I could stop being judgmental. It doesn't work like that. It's kind of something you have to work on or not. You can't just turn like, you know, 60 and your kid says, actually, I want to be a flying Walenda instead of a doctor. And you're like, oh, cool. Sounds good. You're not going to say, oh, cool. Sounds good. If you haven't practiced not being judgmental. So why are people judgmental? Well, I mean, obviously from what I'm saying is something parents struggle with because parents are people and your own parents, if you are currently a judgmental person, which you could tell because you have lots of opinions and you just think you're a very opinionated person. Listen, if you think you're an opinionated person, probably other people think you're a judgmental person. So think a little bit harder about whether you've ever gotten that kind of feedback and or whether your spouse thinks you can be difficult or hard to talk to or inflexible because all of that is also I've just talked about control issues in my previous podcast well control issues have a lot to do with judgmental too it's like when you're an anxious person on a deep level and your parents may have been like this and this is how you learned it most likely If you're an anxious person, you try to convince yourself that there's ways to make life less uncertain. And some of the ways are doing the exact same thing all all the time, which is being, you know, controlled, highly controlled and rigid. But the other one is putting things and people and constructs into boxes and over categorizing overly quickly. So there's a variable in social psych called need for closure. And that means how much information and time do you need before you make a decision? And people who are judgmental don't need very much time and information. They make decisions very, very quick. They close on a perspective or an opinion very, very quickly because it makes them extremely anxious to have cognitive dissonance. You've heard of that term possibly from Psych 101. Cognitive dissonance is when your your mind is uncomfortable because it thinks that two can two competing things at once. So the brain tries to resolve it. So that's called cognitive dissonance reduction. And usually people try to resolve that by making judgments and saying, oh, I figured it out. The reason that my brain is uncomfortable thinking both, for example, here, let, let's do a good one. So, um, so men want, uh, uh, a, a woman who is uh, hot and sexy, but also a woman who is uh, sweet and never had sex before them. So, <laughs> so those are like two competing things. A woman who really likes sex, but also a woman who's never had sex. <laughs> this is like really hard. So like, wh- what do they have to do? They have to get themselves into like, they have to like have these very, very extreme kind of sp- 
specific little um, categorizations and buckets of women that they'll go for. So like, you know, like a hot 18 year old virgin, <laughs> like that's the sweet spot, you know, or like a woman who, who uh, enjoys sex, but like not too much. Amy Schumer did like a great skit about how hard it is to, um, to navigate all of this as a woman where she was uh, going back and forth with the guy and he was telling her like what to say, what not to say, like, um, like you, like, oh, I really like it, but I don't like it too much because I've never done it before and I'm so innocent and naive and I don't know what we're doing, like in bed, like she, between the virgin and whore. It was funny. But anyway, whenever people have like different, um, all of these different restrictions around what is good and what is bad, they limit themselves in what they can do. So they become increasingly more constricted in, for example, who they could choose for a partner or uh, what sorts of things they allow themselves to do or say in the world, you know? And so one example could be, um, you know, TikTok. So if, if I don't want to, um, to, to be on a platform where everybody seems younger than me, well then shit, I lose out on TikTok and like all the potential followers that I would get on TikTok. And it's, it's really easy to go into these judgmental, uh, you know, streams of consciousness if this is what you heard growing up. So good girls don't do this. Good boys don't do that. The way to live is this. The only good religion is this. The only good political belief is this. The only good way to live in all these different ways is this, this, this. So people who have all of these judgments about the world tend to um, get very upset when they can't live up to their expectations. So for example, a woman who thinks like being a good mother means I am always sweet and kind and patient, well, the first time she snaps at her kid, her entire worldview is going to crumble. She's going to think either that she's a piece of shit or that the kids are pieces of shit because she's not interrogating the belief that uh, maybe a good mother is not always patient because that's like not possible. So it isn't the kid is a horrible monster and it's not that you're a horrible monster as a parent. It's just that we need to rethink the very judgmental worldview of that women need to be infinitely patient and kind at all times with their kids, otherwise they're bad mothers. So, um, you know, I've talked about this with sex, with parenting, there's a million others. Politics, obviously, I've spoken about this, about how uh, women find it hard when their husband has a more conservative viewpoint. Frequently, this is because of the same sort of judgmental way of thinking. If somebody does not agree with me on X, Y, and Z hot-button political issues, they are bad in some way. They are stupid. They are misinformed. There's no possible way that an intelligent, kind person could think something different than me. Whenever you find yourself thinking that, obviously it's wrong. I mean, right? I mean, half of the world thinks different than the other half politically. I mean, of the country, but and certainly in the world, there are many other political political uh, ways of thinking that we would find completely alien here. Anyhow, the, the point being, if you would like to try to be less judgmental, there's a really good thought experiment and uh, actual experiment that you could do. You can just say the other side whenever you talk. If you're going to come out with an opinion to your kids, you must force yourself to then say what the other side is. This is amazing. If you make yourself do it, you really commit to doing it because A, your kid is faced with like so much more of an open-minded, like, um, 
you know, flexible parent and B, like you'll start to see that some of your deepest held beliefs, like don't really sound that, uh, you know, that, that unassailable when you say the other side, right? So you would say to your kid, well, I think that you should go to college because everybody should go to college. So if you see yourself saying something like that, then you have to say, of course, the other side is, you know, that that college is, is many multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars. Many people end up with degrees that they don't use. And there's, you know, a sunk cost of being in, in school for four years. Well, man, that's a hell of a different conversation. And if you are so anxious as to think that if you say that sentence to your 15-year-old, they're going to say, well, fuck it then, <laughs> you know, I'm just that, but that, that was a sentence I needed to decide that I'm not going to college. Well, it, it isn't, you know, I mean, people make their own decisions, but in reality, do you think that your child hasn't been on, ironically, TikTok and heard people talking shit about going to college? Of course they have. So when you're super judgmental, you get into these, um, mind spaces in order to reduce cognitive dissonance where you think that like um you your opinion is so important and like the it, it's such a core aspect of your identity and that if you were to change your opinion on something you know your self-identity would crumble it wouldn't so like let, let's do some more examples so you say to your kid um it's 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 very important that you do your homework no, it's not. I mean, like, you know, I mean, it could be, it could not be. A lot of homework is bullshit, you know? I mean, it's it's good in some regards. It's not good in other regards. Everybody's done those ridiculous assignments as a kid that were completely useless. And, um, you know, grades in, in many, in many grades, in many grades of school, grades don't matter, you know, like at all, like in elementary school, etc., which we think our kids don't pick up on. And um, most of them do. And the extremely anxious ones end up with an anxiety disorder. And then you have to tell them, hey, by the way, nothing in fourth grade matters at all, you know, which you should have told them to begin with if they've developed some sort of tick about, you know, doing homework. But anyhow, so you would say, yeah, home homework is, is really uh, important. It really matters, teaches you a lot of work ethic. Of course, on the other hand, a lot of what you're doing is just busy work right now. It really doesn't matter, <laughs> you know, and if you so so the point is, is when you come out with some kind of pompous, um, you know, like like saying about like the state of the world, this and this and this is important. At least you should do your kid the service of saying that not everybody agrees and there's other ways to think about it. And if your child grows up in a world, uh, a home culture where there's always another way to think about things, they're going to be extremely empathic and ideally suited to life in general, including relationships, including work relationships, including parenting later on. Also, they won't be so anxious because if there's multiple ways to think about things, then they don't always have to worry about getting the exact way of doing or thinking about things that you have. Otherwise, they are wrong and bad and a failure, which most likely, if you tend toward judgmentalness yourself when you're listening to this, is because that's how it was in your family. There was one way to do, to be, and to think. And if you didn't get it, a parent became disappointed. So you may not have the exact same value system as your parents, but what most people do is they don't change from being judgmental to not being judgmental. They just become judgmental about other things. So whereas your parents, let's say, may have been very religious and close-minded about that, you are very anti-religious, you know? And then you're like, ah, it's a lot better. You know, it's not better. It's not better. A lot of kids grow up. It's so ironic because there's so many people who grew up with 
very strict religious upbringing, so then they completely repudiate religion. So they swing 180 degrees the other side, and then the kids are drawn to some religion because they feel an absence of spirituality in, in their life. And it's, it's funny, whenever people try to do that whole 180 degree swing on anything, what, they, what you really need to interrogate is the entire idea of there being like a, a, a like diametrically opposed way to operate that is superior. What are the statistical, you know, what's the likelihood, right? What's the probability that your parents did something that was like so completely horrific that swinging 180 degrees is the only way to operate? It's not. It can't be. It, it doesn't make any sense. Usually the moderate, more flexible position is the healthier one for the entire family as, as a unit. So another one is discipline. So your parents were super strict. You couldn't even breathe without them being up your ass and punishing you. So then you become super permissive. And is this better? No. In fact, the research suggests it's worse. So either way, the point here is if you want to really, and this, by the way, you could do what I'm saying with your spouse too. They would really uh, think that you lost your mind if you've really presented as extremely judgmental. So for example, your wife says, you know what I think? I think that we should never um, send the kids to uh, sleepover because they're going to be molested. And this is a common one that people fight over. And then the guy's like, uh, in fact, we should send the children constantly to sleepovers. I've been to sleepaway camp myself for many years and then nothing happens like this. And you're so anxious and blah, 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 blah. And I mean, so, so what if you were to say to your wife, well, yeah, you know, I, this is how I've always thought. Of course, there's a possibility that there's some situations where you're right, you know, where that could happen. So then let's try to think about some, some way to mitigate risk while also allowing them to be on sleepovers. This would be like 180 degrees different in a positive way this time <laughs> from how you usually operate. If you usually come off like there's only one right answer and then you come and you say, actually, maybe, maybe there's multiple answers. Maybe you have a point. This is like my whole podcast on good point being like the best thing you could say within a relationship, especially a man to a woman, because women so crave uh, their husbands to accept influence, according to John Gottman marital researcher. So anyway, the point is whenever you find yourself saying to your wife or to your kids or to your husband or whoever, um, a way of thinking that is just correct, you must then say, or here's this other perspective. You know, it's not mine, but there's another perspective that a lot of people think. And you can't cheat. Like you can't be like, and a lot of people think that X, Y, Z, but here's why they're wrong. Like this isn't debate club. You know, it's actually the entire point is to say there's multiple ways to think about everything. And I, as an adult, can tolerate talking about and engaging on multiple viewpoints so that in the future, this is not stated, um, but it's what they pick up on. So that in the future, if you have an alternate viewpoint for me, I'm not going to reject you. I'm not going to dismiss you out of hand. Our relationship isn't going to end, but rather we're going to be able to have a discussion and not just a discussion where I'm saying why I'm right. Just a fucking discussion, you know, where we talk about shit. And uh, I can admit that you're right about some things, but it wouldn't even be admitting because I just like to talk about stuff without making my ego the major thing that rides high 
lie in every single discussion, which is what it really is to be judgmental, is that you your ego is paramount. In every conversation, your ego has to win points. And that really precludes an honest and open meeting of the minds between you and your kids, you and your coworkers, you and your spouse, etc. So remember, if you're working on being judgmental, especially if you were raised in a judgmental family, you likely have to work on it. You, what you're going to do is you're going to say, but there's other perspectives and you're going to elucidate some of them. And if you can't, without condescending to those people, that political side or that uh, bunch of uh, people who think this other thing, then that's a you problem. Because of course, there's intelligent people that think uh, in, in, a, in a range of different ways, you know, and if it's that uncomfortable for you to think that, then of course, guess what? Therapy can really help with open-mindedness and understanding and accommodating other perspectives such that you do not present in the world as somebody rigid, terrified of change, terrified of challenge, uh, bombastic, a blowhard, and you know, other wonderful adjectives, which I hear adult children use to describe their parents in adulthood when they have no relationship with these parents. Or also, of course, often spouses who don't like their other their spouse and are there in couples counseling and they say, my God, he just cannot or she just cannot accommodate any perspective that is not their, theirs, you know, and then this is like impossible. It's impossible to, to grow and evolve and have like a normal discussion, an open-minded discussion with somebody who is so set in their ways. All right, so hopefully this is uh, was useful to you and resonated with you in some regard and follow me on TikTok. <laughs>